Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. Hello, Yogi. Hello, Yogi. Hello, Yogi. Hello, Yogi. Mate, living the dream. Living the dream. We've been travel, traveling around a little bit. Yeah, we have been traveling around a little bit in your van. Yeah, in the big Doing a bit van. of bush bashing in the van. It's been great. I've seen that. That's what happens when you lend your vehicles. Yeah, that's right. When the gate was shut, but we need to get in. So yeah. we make it happen. That's make right. no mistake. Make no mistake. And uh, guess who's here tonight, Yogi? Who could it be now? G'day. <laughs> Make, no Make no mistake, Yogi. I'm here. The A team, the B team, team, the C team, and the D team. We don't know who's going to run a bat. We don't know who's going to bowl. We don't know who's going to take the new ball into the wind. We have no idea at the moment because we're down a member. He's driving, but he could be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Now, Yogi, my dad said to me once, never lend your car or your wife. Right. So I've always sort of lived by that. Although right. the other day, after after we'd all been together down in um, Shepparton, right. we needed some dinner. So yep. I sent, sent you off with my wife and my car. Yeah, it worked out really well. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I mean, we, I mean we, 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 we lowered the van and we done a couple of mainies down, down Shepparton, down the Midland. Are they called mid- middies because down the Midland Highway? What are they called in Shepparton? If, you, if you're going up and down the main street in the van. Well, at one point there, Craig, it was probably on YouTube, but we had sparks coming out the back and everything. No. I think it's because we... I think it's because we went over a speed bump too quick. But, but apart from that, well, we look really cool going down the main drag. So you would. We had the best doof doof music we could find. Yeah, right. Eh? Geez, yeah. you know you know yeah. how to talk it up, Yogi. Well, I mean, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Now, I mean, well, well, the reason why you lent your car and your wife is because, Craig, I don't think we send you some dinner time on Sunday. <laughs> Was, what's the best way to describe it, Yogi? I was worn out from the previous day's activity. Yeah, it's like Christmas Day, the National Road Raiders yeah. Conference. It was so much for you, and you needed Boxing Day. You needed a day on the couch, which is just a little bit awkward when we're in a motel room with adjoining rooms like Step Brothers that we were. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and then, um, you know, it's like, yeah, we can, uh, we can wander in, and here you are. Yep. Online on the bed, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It's all good. It's no drama. So yeah, we we uh, we just we done our own thing. We just we worked around you. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, that's all right, and I'm very thankful for that. Just <laughs> minimum disruption to my sleep. Well, I think my needs I think for the when, day. First time when you walk in there, oh, oh, oh better, you know. Oh, and then after about the bait, oh, I'll bug it, Sunny Craig. She'd be right. She'd walk in here, keep coming and going, making noises, going, all right, excellent. Got dinner, yeah, let's go. I'm taking the bearing. Come on. Anyway, we did. We had a great time down there, eh? Oh, we did. So the National Road Freighters Conference went well on the weekend. We, um, yeah, I think we, we, you know, put a pat on the back for the members involved and people involved. We had a bit of a a great turnout and uh, some really good speakers, mm. great panel sessions, um, and, and a fantastic venue. So mm. I, I recommend no one goes there, but no, I recommend everyone goes there. Don't go and pick our ideas, but <laughs> what a fantastic venue uh, that was. And uh, full credit to whoever lined all that up for the National Road Traders. So, yeah, yes. yeah. Someone did yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
So we had, we had an absolute ball. So yeah. And we had some great sponsors there for us as well for the event. So yeah, um, VDAC was a major sponsor of the day. So you know anybody yep. after some telematics needs, um, yeah, VDAC. They're, they're the people even to talk to. What I'm learning about VDAC, even if you're not after telematics needs, they'll help you out. Oh, you, yeah. you don't know what you need until you know what you need. That's and when right. you don't know, bring VDAC. Mm. Yep, and they are on the ball. They're on the ball with what current legislation's there, um, what's coming up. You know, they do actually talk to, to people and understand what the industry needs. Um, yeah, I'm very, very strong supporter of them. And they are a very yeah. strong supporter of the National Road Freighters Association's conference. Good bunch of kids. Mm, Great blokes. Yeah. So we also had NTI. Oh. They um, they're a major sponsor of the day for um, a few events. TW Super and Hubfleet. So they all all contributed. Um, Hubfleet paid for our uh, few drinks and nibbles over at our Move. Visit to Move. Our after hours access to Move, which was great. Yeah. Now that place does and should get you excited. No, if it doesn't move you, oh my (laughs) goodness, you can't be moved. That's about it. I tell you, I like that smooth moves right here on the dance floor (laughs) at ten past seven in the Eastern States time, with the sun just about to go down somewhere past lunchtime. (laughs) Yeah. So also a special thanks to some of our storeholders on the day, TBI Insurance, Mark. Brown, he does a fantastic job. Um, the NHVR were there; they had a good representation. Um, so Sal and John Gilbert were there, and Colette, Sally, Sally Clearham, which yeah. is the Victorian stakeholder for N- NHVR, so, and HBP Finance. So Brad also from my drive school. Yeah, my drive school. Lisa Scaife from my drive school. And Ice Pack also supported us. Um, they bought us some drinks for they our dinner. They did. Thanks, Ice Pack. I did have a go on the simulator that Lisa Scaife from My Drive School bought, and I think my licence has been suspended. (laughs) Oh, so it's a little bit like GTA. That's why you were driving down the Midland Highway doing doing a couple of lappies on a couple of mainies down the Meadow. Oh, I know. I'm probably getting that wrong. (laughs) We were loving it in the van, in the Meadow. In the GT, you know, GTA van, Grand Touring van. <laughs> it does need a set of wheels, doesn't it, Yagi? Oh, and, and like, just like a lowering kit. Yeah. Oh. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Don't know about that. She, she's a bit, even putting her into some service stations there now, she has a little bit of a... Particularly when a, we have a lot of stock oh, in the back. She's mm. a bit heavy. Well, that maybe that's what we need. We need more trucking life on the back end. Mm. We need to weigh it down. Maybe... Yeah, you know, and maybe those wheels you see on some real cool cars and they're out like then. Like that's what we need in the van. Bigger wheels, so we raise it a bit too. Raise mm, it. No, 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 no. We want to low and slow. Mm. Dump it in the weeds. <laughs> and you know, and a big sound system. Oh, yeah. It does need a big sound system, mm. that's for sure. Our radio, and that's not overly great. Particularly, I was uh, I was pointing out to you two that you need to flick on, you know, copy Southbound Paul B. Jean's podcast. Yes, yeah. and uh, it was pointed out. Then I got in the van and I realised that yes, the van is awesome, but it has a terrible stereo. Mm. So I, I did. I don't s- think Bluetooth was a thing back when the van came out. <laughs> you know. I did start listening to that podcast on my headset on the way home because Craig, as you're aware, he was in the passenger seat and spent most of his time on the phone for work. So I was driving along with my headset on listening to the 
copy mm. southbound with Paul Bear Journey. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, I to listen to much of it, but yeah, pretty pretty keen. So we'll have to get into that soon. But was it was a great event, Yogi, and um, you did a great job emceeing the evening event there. Oh, well received. Thank you. you did a great job in seeing an event during the day. Too, and what awesome. about when we did it together, mate? Well, when we do it together, we are spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't be good, you have to be spectacular. Yeah, so, anyway, it was, was oh, it? something that, I mean, like, I think people, you know, they kind of listen to us and we can speak and we're getting better at how we speak and what we speak about. But it is still quite daunting when you, you're in the rooms full of politicians and you know, some influential people and uh, and mm. everyday punters and people that are genuinely got an interest for the transport industry. Um, so the idea of speaking in front of them is, is a little bit is a little bit daunting. So uh, you know, you mm. kind of want the right things going through your heads and um, saying the right things to make yeah. it happen. So yeah, it is it is full on. Mm. But um, anyway, it was a great day. And, and again, if you if you live in that Shepparton area. Or even if you want to travel somewhere and have an event, the Woolshed there is yeah a fantastic oh, venue. They um yeah they they I've never never organised anything where the the hosts at the venue have been so helpful, like right over the top in the, in being helpful. Cam and Angela were just could not do enough for us. Nothing was too much trouble. Anything we asked for, it was not a problem at all. Their staff were lovely. I tell you, you go. You talk about five star rating. They they went up above that five star. I said, "There's doesn't matter where we go next. They've got a lot to live up to when it comes to to accommodating us for a conference because they've just set the bar so high." But absolutely amazing venue, beautiful location, lovely people. Couldn't speak more highly of them. Well, our, yeah, they were great. And our good friend Paul is sending us some photos here of. Uh, and very lowered high, high aces. I'm <laughs> sure, but it's definitely a band. Fully sick. Fully sick. He just wrote fully sick. Fully sick, doof doof, eh? So we'll get into some of that. Yeah. But moving on, mate, we do have to give a special thanks to Rentco. Yeah, been a few rent vans floating around, and I'll post a picture of Amanda Janey, lovely wifey. Happy Valentine's Day, Amanda, if I haven't said it today, which I haven't. Didn't you send um, her a badge that I saw? On... No, that wasn't from Yogi. Don't disguise hey, that whoa, information. Hang on a minute here. Say <laughs> what's going on there. Oh, oh, right. oh. Controversy hang already on, on, on Valentine's Day. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Yeah, that's Back right. up the yeah, truck. Well, can't rewind radio, mate. Right, right. we're talking about Renko. Renko. And it is Valentine's Day, isn't it, too? Sorry, Colin. Renko is <laughs> of the month. That'd be, that'd oh, it's Valentine's Day, Day every day, oh, Craig. Did I, yeah, did I tell you we're going out for dinner after this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going out to the kitchen. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no eating in the studio. Yeah. Well, Renko, I mean, Renko, Renko, all their... Um, uh, all their all their gear is red and, and white, so it looks like a lovely bunch of red mm. and white flowers. So Renko, Renko, fantastic. Yeah. It is. It's amazing, though, isn't it? The you know, since we've been involved with Renko, um, the amount of gear you actually see around. Not all of it's got big Renko sticker plaster over it. Might just have a set of mud flaps or a sticker on the on the doors or something. But it, it's amazing the amount of gear they got. So yep. you know, if you've um, in need of that. Uh, bit of help for whatever reason 
rentco.com.au, every capital city, <laughs> and you can call them on 1300 736 826. Fabulous. Fabulous. So, yeah, so Amanda Jane went, went into first Rentco, seen Roscoe, dropped a couple of boxes of, or box of Truck and Morris box. Ah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they had a little chat and she. She took her uncle Dennis in there, Darky. Took Darky in there for a bit of a run, and she because I bought some stuff at on, on an online auction, and I needed a man to bring it back for me. So she trolled her uncle to go and help her tie it down and make it happen. And yeah. I think between them all, they were just, uh, you know, yeah, they, they were just all looking for an outing. I reckon for a day out, I think the whole lot of them. So like, Darky and Amanda like to get together, and Darky likes to get there with Rock Dope and Rick Cow, and then Amanda was in the middle, and they just had a good time. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, how good's that, eh? How good's that? Yeah. Yeah. So we did have a, have a lovely barbecue the evening before down there, which was a great time for us to catch up with some people that probably none of us have seen for a while. Um, yeah. Any, if you're in an organisation and you see... You know, any any organisation having a conference or their annual general meeting, I just I, I, I strongly urge you to go. It's it's a good time to you know, as much as it might cost you a bit of time, cost you a bit of money, cost you a bit out of your day, out of your week, out of your pocket, but you do get to you know speak people face to face that you might only see once a year. And I especially I make the trek across Australia, and you know I, I don't see a lot of these people during the year, and um, it is nice to. Yeah, see someone instead of an email from them and, um, yeah, and sort of get a bit of a feel for who they are and what they are. And, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. We just got a picture of a Valentine's goat. Can you imagine where that might come from? Oh, Valentine's goat. But anyway, while, while we're there, you know, we had a bit of time over at Move there and um, we had a, a chance to catch up with a few guys from... Um, from the Geelong Convoy for Kids for the uh, Camp Quality, which is on... Um, oh, wow, well, I did have that just up here on the Sunday. Screen. On Sunday, Sunday. this Sunday. This yeah, coming on, Sunday, on this Sunday. Three, Sunday. Days, three days, four hours and 41 minutes away. So, Sunday the 18th. Yep. In Be Beckley Park. So, yeah, they, they were up there at the conference. So I hope some people can get down there. Obviously, we're a little bit... Have been away a bit, so we've got a few weekends at home, Colette, hopefully. Hopefully, Craig. At least two. Two yeah. would be nice. <laughs> Before we yeah. head across the across the WA at the end of March. Down across the paddock. Yeah. And uh, for all the Western Australian listeners or for anyone going to Western Australia, the Black Book uh, Truck and Ute shows on this Saturday as well. Which one was that, mate? Mm. Uh, the Boy Up Book Truck and Ute Show this weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. This Saturday in Boy Up Book. Yeah. And then the Mac yeah. Master. The Mac Master is shaping up to be one of the biggest shows we will see. So what, hang on, let me just let me just run these to make sure I've got these dates right for the, for the Boy Up Book Country and Western Show. Oh, no. Have you made yeah, so the boy I brought Ute and Truck Master. I've got that completely wrong. Yeah, the boy I brought Ute and Truck Master. So, yeah, uh, 17th of February this Saturday. So, plenty of live music, uh, plenty of good stuff for trucks, plenty of cool cars coming. There's a bit of a hot rod contingent coming down. 
a lot of good things going on. So have a look at um, have a look at the Facebook page for the Buy Up Brook Ute and Truck Master. Uh, check out their stuff or check out uh, www.wacountrymusic.com.au. Mm. Very good. Good night. So Amanda went off to uh, for a bit of a show this week as well. Yeah, so that was uh, nothing to do with me and not a Valentine's Day present. And I don't know. I think she went through Matchbox 20. Oh, I think she did. Did you not get that from the Snapchats this morning? Yet, from the 40,327 <laughs> Snapchats I got from her, her mate and another two mates that are in another group. They were all there. They all, you know, and they possibly couldn't have been sitting together because one was from one side of the stadium and the other was from the other side of the stadium. Right. So they were the ones that were seeing at each other across the stadium, was it? Oh, yeah. So, so in tune as well. Like, I was blown away at how in tune they all were singing some of the greatest hits from the Goo Goo Dolls and... Uh, and Rob from Matchbox 20. So you had it covered from all angles, Yogi? Oh, we, we are covered with plenty of Matchbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, oh, yeah, what? Yeah. I was going to say, Matchbox 20 isn't... It was still maybe back in the 90s, but oh, no, that's not bad music. It's good, easy listening music, you know. <laughs> not too bad, and the Goo Goo Dolls are pretty good. Hmm. Yep. Goo goo or go go? No, it's the goo goo, isn't it? Goo goo. Certainly not the go go. <laughs> not the go go goals. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, we might go to a song and see if we can find where Michael is. He was uh, southbound and down. Southbound and down. He might have been on the highway there. Might have been around Marula and a bit further south. But anyway, might have been out there looking uh, looking up, looking for a BP to find an edition of Trucking Life, mate. Oh, he would have been southbound and down somewhere there, say so, yeah. All right, we might, we'll go to a song, a little bit of Matchbox 20, who would have thunk? <laughs> so, if you're listening, Amanda. This is for you. This one's for you. You'll be driving home. All right, we'll be right back. i 
There you go, Yogi. Bit of Matchbox Twenty, three AM. Let me, let me, let me guess. That would have been um, three AM. Yeah. Did you that, say that? Yeah, I did oh. say that. So I'm oh. pretty sure that's how you guessed. <laughs> right. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's been a long time since I've seen three AM. Yeah. But I did on Sunday morning. You did. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, you lion son. Like, you absolutely lion lion pants on fire. And then you redeemed yourself. Yep. <laughs> I see 3am a lot, but I see it from the right end of the day when I'm getting up to go to work. No, it's normally... 3am is normally about the time the dog barks. Uh-huh. And that's it. Then we go back uh-huh. to sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yep. right. Yogi they, was sensible. I mean... Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, I did. I, did. I, I, I went, look at that. I was, look, at, I was, look, I've just got to run this into the room here and I've got to check out and I'll be back. Just, yeah, open another beer for me and I'll be left and yeah, I'll never did, come and, back. Yeah, and then I had to drink that beer. <laughs> well, I know. I think, I think you drank all my drinks. Then, <laughs> to be honest with you, Craig. I did, actually. Uh, I went and got you a glass of 43. Yep, yep. Which while, is ironic while, we're the, while we're doing the auctions and... You failed to drink that, so bring the responsible well, I didn't fail to drink it. I was talking. You know, I was quite busy. Well, I had a bit on as such, but, you know. A bit I'm, on. I'm glad you polished it off. I did, yeah, look, I helped you out there, you know. I think he helped yeah. a few people out with the amount of alcohol that he drank. Oh, come on. Now, hang on. We're gonna, this could be a Saturday night yeah. show, Colette. We'll, just, just... we'll show professionalism here now. Sorry. This is what we need to Apologies. We need to toe the line and to be a bit professional here today on a Wednesday night. So, yeah. so well, I mean, what what is the pressing topics at the moment? I, I honestly believe, after running up and down the East Coast and coming across Australia, one of the pressing issues at hand is phone rates. Mm. Every single organisation in Australia needs to band together and go, you know what, well, they're not paying Telstra for the bill, or we're not tolerating anymore. It is mm. terrible. The thing is, where do you go? Like, we're with Telstra because, sadly, they have the coverage that we need. Yeah. Um, if we move somewhere else, they, they don't have it. Um, I, don't, I thought originally when they introduced this competition into Australia, when they said, I think it was Vodafone, who was that first one? Vodafone or Opt- Optus first come along? We're going to have this system where all the towers are going to mesh together anyway, and you know, 
So, yeah, it will just be, you know, it will be good for the customer. It's all about the customer. Yeah, so, um, you know, you, you head off doing doing some of this work out west and you, you've got no choice. Like they say there's choice, but there's not. You've got to have Telstra unless you want to have... Well, you can run a stat phone if you want to pay a dollar a minute for everybody for the privilege of it. But, yeah, yeah I mean, look, I'll, I'll, run, I'll, I'll start shooting out west there over the next couple of days and, yeah, might as well turn the phone off from, mm. from Nullarbor Road out. To the border, it's two hours, 170 k's. It's two hours. You just no range. It's just no point having it on. So you basically can see the village, the border village. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. Maybe the the technology like Starlink or something just put a dish or what? I don't even know what they have on the roof of your truck or caravan or. But yeah, I mean, so, I've got a mate done it. Yeah, on the truck. Yeah, yeah, on the truck. Yeah, so he cut down a dish and sort of used the receiver and he, he made a nice um. Oh, nice sort of frame across his gantry of a, of a, of a 104. Um, couple of, yeah, couple of, find that window up. Sorry about that. Truck's taken off here from the service centre. Um, yeah, so you mind a nice little bracket on the gantry and had it, had it mounted up in there. I reckon that, yeah, it hangs on pretty well. So, yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's so pretty good. Maybe there's some options like that. I do know, I love it when you drive down the, the highway here. We go past Halfway Creek there near the, the Shell. And you get a text message yeah. from Telstra saying they're improving the the service in the <laughs> yeah, area. Yeah, the coverage, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, way to go. And, but you can't make a phone call. And we're even, we were coming home the other day and I, I was on the phone to somebody and Colette kept looking over at me with this look of disbelief and I was like trying to work out what she was talking about, but I was on the phone. Yeah. Um, but it was the fact that I was on the phone for that long. Yeah. She's, I can't believe you're on the phone for that long. Up, up, yeah, some days it hangs on, and I don't know why that is. So what? What? So there's got to be something going on there. I just, but yeah. I honestly believe that everybody needs to be, you know, once we all get in the room here, we need to be start banding together on the stuff. But and so, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for the fastest download so I can watch the rugby on a Saturday afternoon. I just want to make phone calls. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, and a lot I'm of not, other not, people, Yogi, I think. So yeah, maybe, yeah, that's, not, yeah, maybe that is part of it, you know. We always talk about, you know, policies and and um, and governance and things like that. And then we talk about the roads and and the potholes and parking bays and that. But, you know, in reality, our conversation about uh, phone service and, and that's not there. And, and it is something we really need. Like years ago, we, everyone structured themselves around the fact that, you know, you knew where the where the phone box was or you know people, yeah. people didn't talk to you all day because they knew you didn't stop till night and, and even people that knew which roadhouse you'd been um yeah whereas now it's it's nearly well it's not nearly it's it's like an essential service so uh why the service yeah. is so crappy yeah maybe yeah. that's a big conversation to be had yogi well, I I don't think there's maybes involved there, Craig. Oh. I think it is a big conversation to mm. be had. Right. I'm sick of paying for it. Like I'm sick of paying whatever it is hundred hundred bucks a month or 120 bucks a month or whatever it is for you know for a customer to be sort of in limbo going. Oh, I think I got the message through. What was that? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll ring you back in 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, admittedly, I probably could get. Starlink or one of the other providers and, you know, pay another couple of 300 bucks on top of the 100 bucks that I've already got. So I, I don't see how it's 
not out of the question. It needs, it needs to be looked at, and I think it needs to be addressed pretty soon. Mm. Well, let's put that on our next agenda item, Colette. Or, or <laughs> let's let VDAC work it out and make their own phone rings and mm. then just go and use VDAC. Wow. Sure, they're, they're boys. They're, they're the good people at VDAC, they're pretty clued up tech-wise. They'll be able to just smash up now for all. Oh, I, I, I think so. At least if they've got data telling you what the truck's doing, surely they can make a phone call. At, at least someone vested in the in the uh, industry might might actually try to do something. As I say, I think when we talk about our telco providers being there as competition, it's sort of quite obvious that they're not. So why why invest in in something that's better? You know, yeah. and, and all they're worried about is. You know, like we're getting rid of the three G network, which has enabled us to at least make a phone call. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, that's a bit of a that's in all the some concern. areas, and that's going. And not only will that have an effect on telematics providers, because now they're going to have to change their platform if they were relying on the three G network, which was a greater expense than what we currently have. So that'll be gone. I, I know a time when they got rid of CDMA that that we had telematics that used that to platform and yeah. they cut the network off with no compensation to people that had boxes in their trucks that were sending information out. They just that was it. End of your service. Yeah. Unless yeah. you got a new one. So yeah. So maybe that's yeah, a big, big thing. We'll get on to that. Bring the minister, Colin. <laughs> Communications. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon they'd be able to communicate? Hopefully they're not in rural Australia. They will not get hold of them. It won't matter. won't matter if it's not even in rural Australia. <laughs> no, that's true. It's not just rural. Capital city. But it is, yeah, it's a disgrace up and down the highway while we can't. Why can't we have better? Mm. Why can't we just have a standard? Yeah. I don't want. I like I said, I don't want high speed internet. So I can watch the footy. I just want to ring and see what I'm doing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I'm not asking for a miracle here. It's again everything in the transport industry, and yes. you're not asking for a miracle. We're just asking for consistency. Yeah. That's it. Like a consistent yeah. road, or a consistent. Craig, you are a very funny man. Just oh. a consistent road that's not rough. I.e. none of that concrete. I can't believe how rough that concrete is. Oh. And I think I only do it once every few months, and I and I just cannot believe how rough it is. Are you talking south of Sydney there? Oh, oh yeah. Well, any of the concrete. Yeah. Right, oh, yeah. Lucky Mike's not here. His cookies would be crumbling right he's, now. He's don't he grinds his gears, doesn't it? <laughs> that, well, it's just going his gears. The gearbox nearly right, isn't it? The gears nearly fall out of the gearbox. Then no wonder it crumbs your cookies. <laughs> the cookies will never stay a hole when you go through there. It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> it is shocking that road. I didn't. I mean, I go over it very rarely, but we've done it twice in the last two weeks, and it's like, wow, this is not good. People do it every Tell day. You what, I think the, the, the van oh, no, is hashtag... better than the cab over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Hashtag van life, not liking oh. it. <laughs> But it, it's amazing, isn't it, to think that in, in that area, the amount of money that can be spent, you know, into um, checking stations and, and other things like that. And 
and and you can't spend any money on the road leading in and out of it. It's it's a disgrace and yeah, yeah. And it's you know it's not that what? old really when you consider the amount of money they've pumped into it to start with. Mm. And it's on. Come, roll. come back to me about checking facing straight. Yeah, I won't cut you off there. But come back to me about checking facing straight. Right. So you're right. The, look, the the road that concrete road was supposed to be the best thing in the last concrete road, and it's just it obviously has moved or it obviously was not settled properly or obviously just not cool. Can't handle like, the traffic that's but, been on it, obviously. Yeah. But how hard can it be, like, really, to bust it up and put it through a crusher on the... Like, they can do it with, with big with big plant that comes along and digs it up and they, it'll be turned to basically road base again in, in, in within 24 hours, like, do a section. Yeah. And in that particular yeah. part of the world, you're, like, less than 20 k's from a concrete plant. And I'm, when I say yeah. concrete plant, that makes cement powder that goes into making concrete. So what what's so hard? Yeah, and, and around that area, that's where it rains starts as well. I figured that out when I was in Fredalba there last night when it belted down rain at 2 o'clock in the morning and I thought I was going to get washed away. Yeah. So you've got plenty of water, you've got plenty of concrete, you've got plenty of rock just up top of the hill there. I know a good mate of ours is hell-bent on clearing that hill out and making plenty of rock. Um, what's the problem? We've got Mike here trying to call in. No, I missed him. Oh, right, there you go. So we got him on there, but so what's um what yeah what what's the problem? What why what? So I I've got a mate of mine out here in the west who makes uh makes ice for drinks and cooling. Okay, I've made that very clear about what I said then. <laughs> I've got a good mate who makes ice. Okay, I'm glad to um, clarify. And yeah, and so they they run triple loads of frozen ice. It up to the Pilbara to mix with the concrete so the concrete doesn't crack and go off. They actually put ice yep. into the concrete as it's being poured in the Pilbara. Oh, really? Just to cool it down. Mm. Like, yeah, it's mad. The maddest thing yeah, I've right. ever seen. They just, they just shovel it in bulk and then they just they just auger it out and mix it in with the concrete so it doesn't go bang. We just got him again here. We'll bring him in, Yogi. Uh, if we can... How are you, Mike? Hey. Righto. We were just talking about concrete here for a second, but we'll we'll, we'll let you join in in a second. Oh, right. Cool. So, yeah, and welcome to the show, Mike. So, Thanks, mate. Yogi, you know the ice is serves a couple of purposes, but the main one is, is the heat generated by the concrete when it's going off. Right. So, you know when they pour those great big concrete tanks and when I say big concrete tanks I mean those really really big ones they actually yeah. inject liquid nitrogen into the into the casing or into the the um, forms so that it doesn't um, doesn't get too hot which then makes it go off too quick just because of the amount of concrete in it so that's just the chemical the chemical reaction that's going on uh, while it um, yeah while it goes off so yeah. Oh, I feel like you need to get a bit of chalk out and drop it into some dye or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> chemical Simon reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's your science show. So, yeah. g'day, Mike. How are you? I'm wonderful if we could ever get some damn phone service on the main highway <laughs> in Australia. Hey, oh. welcome to the show. <laughs> Tell you what, 
Oh, tell me, bloody ridiculous! How can you not? How can you? How can we be on the number one? The biggest highway in the in the country. Eight thousand trucks a night. Eight thousand trucks a night. I'm getting trucks a night. I'm sorry, I'll calm down. I was getting a little bit excited. Yeah. Because I tell you what, it does really crumb my cookies, buddy. Have you have you been listening to the radio or not? Oh no, I haven't been up. I've had no damn phone service, mate. We've already talked about the fact that you've crumbed your cookies and lost your gears. <laughs> and, and, I, and I have no doubt because no one could hang on to any cookies through there. I don't know how them biscuit carriers run up down to UMI. They'd be just they'd be just uh, cheesecake based by the time they got to Melbourne. You know what? You know what else? You know what else crumbs me cookies? Guys, for years, in fact, where's your bloody shock absorbers out? The bit of road up past Maroon <laughs> We've on the number oh, one mate. highway right so, out the front of the check-in station. So, if any <laughs> listeners really, really annoyed about that we're talking about the same thing twice. <laughs> Ring up Telstra. <laughs> well, anyway, we've been on that. Oh, we've been oh, on that topic oh, too, Mike. Even about how. Oh, right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just sit quietly. So I only said that to Amanda today. I said, Amanda, she, she hears the, the, the truck thumping along. She goes, "Where are you?" I said, "I'm on the Hume Highway." She's all right. I said, Amanda, this I rate this as one of the roughest roads I've driven on. She goes, "Wow, I've actually sat with you." On some terrible roads, I said, "I'll rate this as being one of the roughest roads mm. that I go yeah. on." And it's just that yeah. section around Maroon. Yeah. yeah, that is terrible. That is terrible. Anyway, so Mike, before you come on, Yogi, we, mm. we were going to circle back. To oh, well, I don't right. Okay. Right. So yeah, so last night southbound and down. Now, me being me, I don't need to be caught up in any kind of shenanigans. So I just back off a little bit before we get to Maroon. Right now, you're right. wheeling down the hill there, and there's like. 10 trucks. I want to know from the regulator. I should have asked the regulator at the conference on the weekend, but there was like 10 or more trucks going into the southbound Weybridge. Yep. Why Why would not at least one or two of them get arrowed in? Why, why did we all get the arrow out? Well, simply because... Is on that? State yeah, of well, simply because... Uh, yeah, State of Oregon, mate. You know, that's the look. When that, when you go through, you go under the camera there, and you go over the plate, over yeah. the uh, way in motion. Yeah. And yeah. by the time you get to the to the point where the computer decides whether it's going to give you an arrow out or an arrow in, yeah, they've done about thirty odd checks on you, mate. So you know they know that the truck's registered. They know that it's the right weight. They can often tell uh, within reason, maybe if the same driver's driving it all the time. Uh, who, who, they might even know who's driving it already. They've got they've got uh, the information there about where it's been camera-wise, whether the driver might not have had a break. Uh, they've okay. got they they check the height, they check the length, they check the all this sort of stuff in the time it goes over, and all it says to you, or it should say to you, is either the boys in the shed are watching the state of origin or some football match. They don't want to look at anything, or Everyone that's gone over the plate's legal as far as they're concerned. I'd say Yeah, right. Well, there I'd you go. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm actually intrigued with that uh, because, yeah, it was... And, and everybody was 30 metres. It was, you know, all yeah. the time was tailgate and everyone went through there respectfully and quietly and under yeah. 60 k's or 30 k's or whatever it was. Everyone just rolled in there nicely and, and we all well, rolled well, out. And I thought, if they were sitting in the shed there, I thought maybe they'd at least bring one in just because... Well, I have... Uh, a bit wrong. I've had a chat with uh, with John Gilbert about the uh, 
Marool and Weybridge situation. I've been invited to go down and have a look and do a story on it. So maybe I might need to get in the ute, go down there, take some photos, never talk to the boys and find out how it all works. It would be very interesting as a story to know, you know, like I, I know Anak spoke about the interactions on Saturday at the conference. Mm. Um, yeah. And so it would be good to know what, yeah, what your interaction would be like on and off the bridge and what it's all about, what what you're expected to do. I mean, I, you know, in the past, you stop at the line and turn your lights off and what's right or wrong and what's acceptable and wait to be called yeah. on or what you actually, you know, need need to know what to do. So, yeah. Well, that's what you that's what you got to do. You turn your there's a sign there that says turn your headlights off as you approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do, you do, you do bring it to a complete stop at the stop sign, right? And uh, they will indicate to you in the shed to roll forward, and it's a, it's a, it's a full length waybridge, so you can, they weigh a single on it. The, the rear axles on your on your <laughs> on your double needs you need to pull forward and drop your steer off to get a double. I'm sure the A doubles and things like that are probably a little bit more different but they there's yeah. a lot of individual plates so that they can get the individual groups and look mate I, yeah, I go over the Waybridge actually northbound quite regularly because I slip into Marula and go to the uh, BP uh, the the advantage advanced BP there and uh, and get fuel because that's where our company gets their fuel and so I come back out and just slip straight over the Waybridge and you know, they, they give you the, it's like the aircraft carrier salute. You know, you wave, give them a salute, and you just launch it off the, launch it off the plate straight out the gate, you know. So off the plate out the gate, that's a great truck and life story. We need that's why you're paid that the mediocre bark. That's <laughs> okay. a stick up with that one. Yeah. I'll tell you what. No, no, it's a, it's, it, there's a lot of technology that's involved in what happens at, at the various... Uh, in HBR sites around the state, and, and uh, they, they, they use a lot of that information. Uh, to, they store the information. The wise white always amuses me. Where you hear blokes saying, "Oh, you know what's going on at the Waybridge Northbound?" Oh, it's Cam Rainley. Yeah, it's Cam Rainley, mate. It's also collected all that data on you as you went over it. Just because there's no one there yeah. doesn't mean they haven't collected the data. So. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it might not bite you today, but it may well bite you next week. You know, <laughs> so you know. That, but look, to be fair, the the, um, the the way that all works is probably uh, probably one of the marvels of of the way that the telematics uh, sort of situation is within trucking these days. Hmm. All the, all the data that's collected. I think anyone that's deciding we can probably still colour outside the line, stay out of New South Wales because it's not if, it's when. Well, it's actually interesting. Um, Yogi, you've been at the conference and we did. We had, I mean, we had had roles that sometimes make it difficult to listen to exactly what's going on. Yeah. But right. I was listening to some of the panel sessions there when, like Aaron De Rosario from the NTC and Sal were on the same panel sessions and they're... I think there was a question asked from the floor about, you know, why why do we need to have work diaries in the future when there's so much else, so much other technology um, that that puts you, 
and tracks you and you know tells you what to do um and and it's interesting to hear that they are they are listening to that and actually forming that into some into some framework there on how that may work in the future that why well, fill out a work diary when they know everything else about you that, that's yeah. one part of it. I suppose the, the argument about the work diary is all about fatigue, though, fatigue management. Now, we've had the yeah. discussion where we've all said there's a difference between fatigue management and work diary management, right? Mm. Yeah. So, you know, as a, as a professional long-distance driver, you've really got to know how to do both things, manage your fatigue and your work diary. Um, from a, from a save-your-life point of view, manage your fatigue, from a save-your-wallet point of view, manage your work diary. Mm. Now, yeah. there's, te- there's technology about, like, Guardian seeing machines and things like that and a couple of other technologies in the same area which monitor drivers' fatigues. And whether you, whether you like it or not, that 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 uh, technology is in the cab now. And, in mm. fact, there was an article um, on Channel 9 News only the other night where the, uh, the likes of seeing machines and why wouldn't they, are pushing for this technology to be in the cab of every vehicle, not only trucks, yeah. in the country. There's a lot of cars. Oh. Yeah, I'm buying a new car now that's got any sort of level of technology <laughs> in it. It'll have, a, it'll have a fatigue warning device in the, built into the car. Well, a lot of them now don't so, let you get near the fog line without telling you. So. Yeah. But it is yeah. one of those things. Yeah. But, but I suppose, Mike, what, what's nice to know is that, you know, in, in an area where... There is governance that they are aware that there could be some change, or they maybe should make some changes because there is this technology that that is will wake you up if you're fatigued or can yeah, it's actually. It's not foolproof, though, mate. Oh well, it's it, it's not either, but neither is a kangaroo or a, yeah. or a, a drunk driver coming at you or someone that's you know. It's it's all well, there's so much so many variables there that you can't. You can't take into account, which is why I hope we never, ever get to an experience in this country where you do actually have self-driving vehicles, because yeah. we don't we don't have wildlife and things on, on the side of the road that are controllable by Google. So no, we... but I mean just to, just to illustrate the thing with the the seeing machines though, driving. I've got one staring at me right now. Uh, and it'll it'll give you an alarm if you're distracted. It'll give you an, an alarm if you haven't nodded. It'll give you an alarm if you look at your mirror for too long. It'll look down, look up. If I want to adjust the volume on my radio, because I wear multifocal lens glasses, if I look up for more than three seconds, it'll give me an alarm. Mm. That's a false positive. I'm driving into the sun at the moment. If I cock my head the wrong way or squint, or something like that, it'll often set the alarm off. Um, one of the, and every time it does that, of course, it sends a message through to the surveillance centre who review it, and then they decide whether I'm distracted or whether I'm fatigued or whatever it is, and then they decide through the parameters that are set by the management uh, where all that goes, where the information goes. The reality of it is at the moment, uh, I mean... Some of the it depends on how the management use the technology, whether they use it in a uh, like like you would use any gauge in your truck to tell you what's going on, or whether they start using it in a punitive fashion to uh, 
punish and sanction drivers. And that's one of the reasons why we've had a bit of a slow take-up. A lot of drivers have discovered that the management, A, don't set this stuff up properly, B, don't educate their drivers properly, C, don't explain what's going on with the data, then D, don't use the data properly to educate yeah. their drivers and make them better drivers. Mm. And, the, yeah. and all of these things need to be addressed before you can be successful with technology like seeing machines in the cab. Well, I think part of that is, is better better driver education before you get started. And when I say that, it's yep. not about, you know, look, we, we all saw that the other day. They're talking about seeing machines in, in vehicles. You know, if that's the case and it's an ADR, is it a good or bad thing? I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. At one point, they, they brought out a, a new ADR about seatbelts. So yep. we'll yep. all have an argument to say that, you know, one in one in every hundred and fifty thousand cases that you probably would have been better off if you didn't have a seatbelt. But it is proven they save lives. So, well, but it had had objections at the time. Um, but, but not not saying that's the, the ideal test case here. But you know there can be an improvement to our technology. But you know if um, if if everyone can get used to some of these technologies and education on on um, how to how to be more responsible on the road through through our transport industry certainly the teachings on signs of fatigue um one of the biggest things i'd love to see is the the ability to say no to someone who <laughs> is pushing you too hard because we all know that still can be one of the greatest factors there if someone's just trying to get there but you know coming up the highway the other day and colette asked me she said oh, you know she struggles sometimes with understanding exactly why a work diary can be problematic and why cameras are problematic. And I said, well, here's a perfect example. We're coming up on a camera and 10 minutes the other side of it is a service centre. And yep. and even just on the other side of that camera was a, a reasonable parking bay. So you, yep. you have to make a decision that you've either got to stop 35 minutes back down the road or or try to get to that service centre because God forbid you might want to go to the toilet um, yep. but you know for well there's nothing before you or, or maybe there was but it was full or you're all still just trying to get to the extremity of the book so you know that you can complete the task but not just that maybe just you're not tired <laughs> right so you want to just yeah. travel that little bit extra because you're not tired. You, you, have yeah, a, well, you have something telling you're tired. So this is the part that I, I struggle with the fact that you, you cannot get rid of a system that does regulate you to some point because if, well, if we don't have it, and Yogi, it's not the wild, wild west, it's just there's no regulation. It, it, we, we know what will happen in this industry. Like, there's, yeah, you can't live in a law society. Yeah, so, but... The flexibility, um, but we talk about, you know, changing people's mindsets and how they think. So we need to start doing this at a younger age so that all the people now who sit in these jobs who don't understand what we do and have no real respect for what the transport industry contributes to the everyday consumer here, once they understand that the importance of it and how it works and how restrictive that is, like imagine if you're in a car and all of a sudden you've got to pull up there. You're 20 minutes from your motel that you've booked, 
but you've got Court and Roadworks down there. Um, sorry, you can't get there. And if you do push on, you get to the motel and then an inspector walks in and says, oh, sorry, you know, you shouldn't really be. It's going to cost you another 600 bucks. Does that... the, the problem that we've got is that they don't they don't know they don't understand and they don't care mate all they want is their rice krispies on the shelf in coals that's what they want yeah so you but, but then again that, that's <laughs> that's the problem so you know we we all know what the problem is so what's the solution you obviously can't you won't change a person's mindset overnight you never can never will but in, until people can understand on on a higher level and and that everybody even the people that are helping formulate this these legislations or orders or whatever people that sit in um in distribution centers and things like that when they understand what the ramifications are of some of these things like if i'm holding a driver up here where's the actual problem like what's what's the flow-on effect from that well the other part about this is some of the teach well, some of these people haven't realised that we don't need the paperwork right now. You can email it direct. Mm. Or, you know, the, the driver doesn't need to take it all with him. He can have a manifest and just send the paperwork you know, electronically. Uh, the, 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 the thing that you're up against when we're dealing with all this sort of thing is, as you, say, as you correctly say, it's education. Mm. But what we're really dealing with is the fact that uh, we've got people that make laws for trucks that have no understanding about what we really do and how we do it. In fact, I, you know, I have people say to me uh, from the regular walk of life all the time, I don't know how you do what you do. How can you sit there and do what you do? My answer to them is I don't know how you can function in an office without absolutely throttling someone every day. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and the short story for that is, is we're not the same. We're not all built the same. I do this because I love it and I'm good at it, right? You work in an office or someone works in an office because that's the way they make their money. I don't know how someone sits in an office all day in that environment with all the coughing and sneezing and burping and all that stuff that goes on and putting up with old mate over-the-counter buddy chewing his cut and someone else whistling inanely and then someone else chomping and chewing. Drive me nuts, I'd kill someone. <laughs> I seriously over, would. Over-describing there, Mike. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? I do, because there's, no there's no way I could serve coffee. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, the I'm moment just, someone oh. asked me for the special latte with the thing on top and over the With the, the oat and milk the, and the... And the, I don't get yeah, it. I'll tell you what, what. What is with the drawing crap on the top of the froth? Oh, I love oh, that. Artistic flair, Craig. It's artistic flair. Come along, son. You'll be right. I didn't didn't notice it. Don't you love it when you no. when your barista gives you a love heart on the top of your coffee? Most of the time. No, I don't. I just want it. damn coffee. Because <laughs> you see them do it, and then they put a cap on it. If you if your if your coffee's got more than if your coffee order's got more than five sentences, you need that. You need. Punching in the throat. Simple as that. Like your oat yeah, milk. Collette's yeah, 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 looking here like she could throw something here, Mike, because she does order her. I do do order yeah. a, no, a latte. The ones that really get me, though, is the ones that get to the front of the queue after waiting for five minutes, and they still don't know what they want. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're not sure whether they need a soy decaf mocha soy latte dirty or they need a decaf soy chocomoa latte dirty. Oh, 
Yogi Dave's tortured. It really grinds Mike's gears. It does. You know what it grinds? Mike's coffee bean. Crummy's grinds my coffee bean. No. Oh, interesting topic, though, isn't it, eh? Well, you know what else is an interesting topic? Oh, here we go. Here we go. I I had a little bit of an interaction with a company from Brisbane the other day on Facebook. That's in Queensland? Uh-huh. It is. And they... they whoever whoever does the uh, the Facebook marketing buddy things on uh, for K&S Easter really should do some due diligence about who they're going to have a crack at before they have a crack at them. Um, the, the post that they put on, in my opinion, was nothing short of arrogant. And, you know, we, you know, we do want this. We don't want to train anyone. We don't want to give anyone a crack. We don't want to do any of that. We don't care if you don't want to drive our truck, you know, drive whatever. No, you'll drive what you're given. I asked some reasonable questions about the job, like if your AB double drivers are going to be paid more money, um, if your uh, B double drivers are compensated for the extra work and responsibility, and they decided that they wanted to crack at me without having a clue even what my history was or what my credentials were. In fact, they said that I probably had no idea about trucks and probably had no idea about how to manage trucks and I was just in the mood, and I had just the amount of time, so I thought I'd enlighten them. Mm. And then they decided that they could just sort of, well, you know, I'm not going to answer your questions and things like that. Now, my good mate and Razorback legend Barry Grimson chimed in, and he said, well, you know, any wonder you blokes are, are looking for drivers. And that same clown decided to have a go at Barry Grimson, obviously once again having no idea who they're talking to. Mm. You know, Jeez, so, that all on Facebook. But but the point of it is, is that they're there advertising wanting drivers, and really what they've done is just shown the truth in what I said. Drivers don't quit driving; they quit management. And if your well, management think, are going to treat you the way they're carrying on, why would you drive for them? But, but do you think, I, um, like, oh, sorry, Yogi, you go. Oh no, I was going to say I've seen the post. I thought it was pretty blunt. Like, don't. We want a job. We want it done every night. If you can't do it, don't apply. Yep. Yeah. Is what I read. Yep. And then don't, don't, don't waste my time. Don't waste my time. Don't don't think you can do it. Don't think you want to try. Don't think you've done a couple of overnight changeovers that you can do it five nights a week, four nights a week. We want someone that guarantees they can do it. Now, yeah, I imagine you know. the job is within the scope of driving hours and everything, and I'd imagine the job would be single B-double, I don't think there'd be express road train work. I don't I don't know. I could be wrong. I'd imagine it'd be single or double, and I'd imagine it, that's the way I read it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, like, we, we want it done. Like, you could probably, you know, that company is a big company. They could probably train drivers elsewhere to train up to that point. But that is a job that needs to happen. That is a service requirement. They want it done. They're probably sick of people... Saying they can, fly around things they want to run west. So, you know, until you get out there and you realise it's a long way from Northland into Perth, you've got another day or so, yeah? <laughs> I'm nearly there. Yeah. Yeah, well, all I can, all I can say, Yogi, is that if, uh, as you say, Overnight Express is a very, very different environment and takes a very specific individual and a very specific mindset. Uh, 
I've got no problem with that. But if someone yeah. doesn't have a go somewhere to find out whether they can do it, can't do it, like, like it, love it, hate it, loathe it, uh, how are they going to get it? KS Easter, just like everybody else, they are pretending that they care. They will pay lip service to this sort of stuff. They will make themselves out to be, you know, pragmatic by putting that ad up there like that. But what they're doing is they're absolutely insulting people, in my view. Uh, uh, um, why would you even want to go? Why would you even want to go there if you're going to be treated like that? What they're saying is, we don't want to train anyone. You're going to come to us after having learned all your lessons somewhere else. We'll let someone else pay to train you. We'll let someone else take the risk, and then we'll cash in on it. That's what that ad says. See, I, I, I read it completely different, Mike. I read it as a company that's probably given people a go, been burned really bad and thought yep. we're not getting anywhere by doing this, so we'll just be blunt in what we want from our drivers. Yep. So, and you know what the rationale for that is? Is that their customer won't tolerate them being late. You know who the customer is? Oh, yep. It don't dumb, go there. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but, it doesn't matter. The, the job is very job specific. Their customers actually yeah. people that buy products and want them delivered. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the customer who it is or who it isn't the customer. So I mean, I started out on local work. I've done a couple of changeovers uh, for a big company, and then I went interstate. You know, they they didn't have the interstate that I liked to do, and then I went interstate for a company. So I, I yeah, look, I've, I sort of you know, sort of briefly seen that, and I read it different. Like, well, there, there is there might they might train you to do one or two, maybe maybe a couple of changeovers and then see if you can actually do a full night shift and then if you're good at it and you can sustain and you walk into the office and you don't bite the office girl's head off when you drop your paperwork <laughs> in, well, you might be able to do it five nights a week. Lef specifically so said they don't want to give someone a go, though. Well, the, who, who knows? Oh, but, well, is no, that, but is that from giving... said we're not interested. But is that yeah. from giving people a go and being burned? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, it, we don't yeah, know that the backstory yeah, to this. Yeah. We don't know what they've gone through to get to the point where they're so blunt with their advertising. Yeah. Well, so I'll just, I'll just put this in another perspective. So you, you've got a farm and you've got a shearing shed. So you need some shearers. You're talking about trucks, Craig. I know we are. I'm just trying. To You're doing an analogy. So if you want, um, if you want some shearers for the day. Um, that can come and do 150 sheep a day or 300, whatever. You, you don't want a, a rouse about to come and say to you, "Can I have a go for those three or four days?" Because you actually need something done. It's not like you don't want to give them a go, and you'd be happy to say, "Yes, come and try this other job that we have going." You can be a rouse about, and we'll let you come and knock the belly off for a few days, and then maybe go a bit further. But if you're under the pump for a certain part of the job, Maybe you just need a shearer. Um, could, it, could it be a possibility that they're under the pump with their customer because they have allowed the customer to dictate the terms of what the job should be and how it should be done rather than the transport company dictating the terms of the job and how it should be done and safely? Is it better to have a driver who's skilled, who's driving the thing, who knows when he might need to pull up and have a half an hour break uh, rather than stick the thing into the trees? If there's no allowance for that, then I'm telling you, something's not right. And that's the way it seems. Mm. Yeah, well, we, we assume on a social media post. 
Mm. Well, there's not a lot to assume because they they went on. They were quite elaborate in uh, in what they were saying in the post. If you read the comments, uh, they were quite elaborate about what they said and and what they were prepared to do. And the tone of the the post, particularly from the the person at KS Easter, in my opinion, was um, unhelpful. Didn't do them any favours, in my view. Um, and the fact is, uh, the reasonable questions I ask about rates and things like that have gone unanswered. Mm. In fact, when I asked the questions, their response was to laugh at it. So why would we not talk about what rates we're going to be paid? Well, I, I'm pretty sure he wrote. Yeah. Mm. Three cents a car, wasn't it? Well, actually, I well on the, on the rates of what you're paying a driver, I think mm. I'm not sure a social media post is where it needs to happen. If if the only way that you can communicate to people about what a job's worth, um, but as I said, I'm not sure that social media is where you put the rates paid because um, a lot of the time you, I, I don't know, I just I don't, I don't think it's where you put it. This is where this is where social media is probably bringing so many things undone. Like why why don't if you're interested in a job, bring up and maybe talk to them about it and. There may even be some negotiation with it, like maybe someone. So what? What I mean, put that. it like this: if you if you're a genuine overnighter, right, and you can generally do it every night, you go to that company. I'm worth hundred bucks an hour. I'll no, I'll laugh at you. Well, would they or would they? No, I'll do a five nights a week. I don't know. If you went to them instead of the K rate, and you had the ability. And you could do the ability and you enter a contract and you go, I'm going to do this, but I want X amount paid by the hour. I reckon there'd be negotiations. Mm. Yeah, well, I don't know. All I can say at the moment is you boys seem like you're willing to defend the indefensible to me. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no, it's a social media post. And like the thing the thing that, that you know, it's written in the devil's in the details and what I just said, social media, all it done was create a, uh, a lot of comments around one company, so a lot of people know about this overnight job now. Mm. So I they've done they, well. I bet you they got some applicants. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I bet so much yeah. controversy, and there's, you know, part part of the social media platform is where, you know, you actually do something to create controversy, so as to get the posts shared. So I don't know. It might have worked. I, I don't really want to defend anybody's ad. I'd rather they do their own thing and not worry about what we do. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do sort of believe that they were just after a particular person. The, the company employs a lot of a lot of local drivers. Yeah, um, they've got a lot of varying jobs. So maybe maybe people do grow up through their their system and, and go and do that stuff. I, you know, I... I've been around people that come from that side of, that do overnighters, and it doesn't suit what we do. But yeah, that's right. They want to overnight. You watch, watch mates of mine in, in grain overnight. I want to overnight up there. Why? <laughs> yeah. That that grain means nothing to the silo. Mm. It goes in the silo. Yeah. Why you're overnighting it is beyond me. But, but then there's again, people that can generally do it. So if you generally can do it, cut the crap, have a go, harden up, and do the job. I if you don't like the pay, speak to them about it. Go on early. Tell them what you're worth. 
What? Have a go, but make sure you can do the job. I think it's a very specialised thing that I haven't. I don't want to do it. I, I, I couldn't do it. I could not. I could not think of anything. Worse. I don't know how Rob Frieda. Oh, I mean, I just could not think of anything. Like, it's 8 o'clock now here, and we're on the edge of Melbourne. I could not think of anything worse than snapping on a trailer and being in Sydney in the morning. Mm. I, I don't even want to go into Melbourne now from here because I can't be bothered. Mm. But that's what I've been taught, and that's what I'm trained to do. I'm, I've been taught. My dad got up at 3.30 for 21 years. I got up at 3.30 as a kid. I get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. I love it. It's the time of the morning to get out of bed. I was in bed last night there at Alvin at the top of the hill at Wind Farm, and all these trucks would have been overnight every night, and here I am lying in bed. I don't need to be out there mixing with them. So mm. it's not my cup of tea, but I'd imagine there's people out there, and if you're good enough, well, go yard, mm. go and do it. it it's probably the company one of those seems like that... a, The company seems like a good company to work. I don't know nothing about East, right? The company seems like they're, they're a long-term company, been around for a lot of years. They seem like they know what they're doing. They seem like they've probably been through drivers who think they know what they're doing. And now they're probably at the point where they just want a driver to do the job. Hmm. Anyway, okay. so, certainly got some feedback, Mike. Oh, from what I heard, yeah, yeah. Just do the business, you know. Get the business done, do the business. But that's the difference between us three, four people here on the radio. The age difference in what we look at and where we are gives us a quite an interesting cross-section of the industry and what is right or wrong. Mm. Well, maybe maybe I've been bitten by a few ignorant, arrogant people like the person writing that post for KNS Easter. I would not go to work from in a pink fit after reading that crap. Yeah. So that's, that's the way... And I can do their job. I've done it. I don't want to do it anymore, but I could do it. And the, just the, and for them to insult Barry Grimson, well, yeah, that just goes to prove how not across it, not reading the room. All yeah, it takes right. is a little bit of a little bit of a quick have a look to see who this bloke is. Barry Grimson was an overnighter from the old school, mate. He could run rings around these people. Probably done more miles in reverse than the clown right in the post. So. You know, I just yeah. found the whole thing insulting. That's my opinion. That's yeah. the end of it for me. Cool. Mm. Right, What well, else? We've got some controversy, Mike, so that's good. Listeners go up. I love it. <laughs> <The> <laughs> up. And that's what... But a bit of heat in the conversation, you reckon? Yeah, yeah oh, well, you know, like it, it, it all boils down to K's or hourly, doesn't it? Mm. What's the feedback that I'm getting? Well, 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 well. By the hour. If you've been paid, if you've been, if you're a driver and you've been paid K rate, unless you're being compensated for the by the hour for the extra work you're doing, you're being robbed. It's as simple as that. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. but owner drivers can do what they like. Owner drivers do yeah, whatever yeah. you like. You've got skin yeah. in the game, right? Yeah. Do whatever you like. I don't care what owner drivers do. My interest is in what company drivers are getting paid and how they're being remunerated. And whether they've been treated fairly or not, right? Yeah. And, you know, uh, the reality for me, I get paid by the hour for every hour that I do, whether I'm standing there loading it, standing there unloading it, driving it, <clears throat> towing a V-double, whatever, I'm getting paid the right the right money no matter what goes on. Holidays, sick pay, RDOs, superannuation, all that sort of stuff. Mm. I am sick to death of people saying, 
oh, you're getting paid J-Road, you're getting good money. Um, are you getting paid everything you should be getting paid? Are you getting paid properly to work on a Sunday? Probably not. Are you being yeah, paid properly yeah. to work on a public holiday? Probably not. Yeah. You know? So who's making the money out of it? Mm. You know, the... the now, I am not saying that the bloke that owns the truck shouldn't make money. Please, don't don't think that for a moment. I think they should make money. We're talking about... that. They're talking about now we've got the whole new tools with this closing the loopholes thing. Um, supposedly, we're going to be able to set what minimum standards are and all the rest of it. I see, I foresee the minimum standards being ultimately the maximum standards in the, in the end. We've got to have a talk about the ARTIO and how they fit in. We've got to have a talk about how the TWU fit in and what all these minimum standards are going to be and how it's going to work. It's two years away before anything's going to happen here. We're talking about a crisis in the bloody transport industry. For Christ's sake, if it was a crisis, why is it going to take so long? You know, you cut your arm, you're bleeding, it's a crisis, you go to the hospital and sort it now. Yeah. We've been having a crisis in the transport industry for, for years. 45 years, I reckon. So yeah. we, we, it was it was said again on Saturday and it'll be said again in the future that, that closing the loophole won't be about rates. At the absolute, complete and utter last resort... I never, I never up. mentioned rates, Yogi. No one's yeah, ever mentioned well, rates. It's always not been no, about rates. Yogi, Yogi's just saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, so... So it'll be a standard thing. So that closing the loophole would be about standards and yep. where where issues are in regards to that. So yeah, that's why I mean that's where it comes at. Mm. Well, I mean we've we've already got the exemption. We've already got the LDR, the uh, livestockies have decided to, they they're, they're exempt from everybody else. They've carved themselves out of niche, and that's been given to them. Well, hang, hang yeah, on. so we're already uh, uh, before we even start, we've got people breaking away, going to do what they want to do. They haven't exempted themselves from the whole lot, but they have exempted themselves from the ability to make those negotiations in what will be set up within the Fair Work Commission. Mm. So they've exempted themselves from what? Well, they're, they're, they're going to go their own way. They're not going to be a part of it. That's what they've already said. Oh, cool. They've made it quite plain. So they've got it all worked out then? Well, I don't know what they've got worked out. What I know is simply this. They have they have got themselves an exemption and they're quite happy with that and they're going to go their own way. So we've already got the first party that's decided that they don't want to play in the bond with everybody else. Oh, well. That's already happened. But what's what's the problem, though? Well, the problem with it is <laughs> we're either in this together or we're not. You know? But they're, but they're happy with what they've got. Okay. So that's fine. If, if you're not happy right, with what you got, like, jump on board yeah. and be a part of it. They, they're happy with where they are, so that's fine. So, <laughs> okay. But, but what happens now in two years' time when they're not happy? You're fairly sure that the likes of Coles and Woolworths and Aldi and all those people that run the DCs are happy with what they've got too. Well, they, you know, yeah, but um, livestockers don't go into a DC, so no, they don't. So, so there you go. But but they've they ask for an exemption because they're happy with what what they work yep. under. So fine, that's right. good. They they're happy with it. They're happy with 
what everything is. So we're we're fighting because we believe there's things that are wrong. So that's good, but that's what that's what everyone else is on board with. That particular organisation has said we're okay. So fine, they're okay. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah. They're they're all good. But what happens in yeah? So, so couple their of years drivers to, are all good. They're all drivers are all that, getting paid by the hour and getting everything they're entitled to, well, are they? Well, that's all there's. Oh, I'd imagine stuff would be, yeah. Yeah, well, they probably are, but that's for them to take up now with their particular um, representation because they're fine. They're happy. They're fine. So okay. I don't I don't know what else to say about that, but they're good. And if maybe. If the rest, well, the rest I'm of so the, all of the only point that I'm making, they're saying they're fine. That's great. All right, livestock is your fine. What I'm highlighting to you is that there's already been an exception made for someone. No, that they, has already happened. But they wanted. We've got. It. We've done nothing yet. It doesn't matter that they wanted it. The reality of it is, is the exemption's been made. They've been allowed to go and do their own thing. So, what happens down the track when someone else wants to go and? do their own thing. The precedent's been set. Yeah. Well, the, the only thing is... Well, can you not see that, Craig? No. It's simple. One plus one equals two. The exemption's been made. The livestock is a got it. Christ knows if the tanker operators want to have an exemption in two years' time, they're going to look there and say, well, look, the livestock is a got the exemption. So, so Why can't we have one? What, well, what are you on exemption from? I'm not, I'm, for fuck's sake, Craig, I'm putting out... <laughs> I'm pointing out to you the fact that there's been an exemption made. Yep, because they wanted it. Yep, I'm, I'm going to go and sort my sock drawer. You guys go and talk about this crap. I've had enough. See ya. No, I don't. Well, there you go. So just for everyone that's, yeah, the, the livestock is wanted out. They um, There's an exemption there for them because they're happy with, with what they currently have. The rest of the industry apparently isn't, and that's why... They've been fighting and lobbying for so long to get some change. So I, I didn't. I didn't. Was that brought up on the weekend? I didn't actually. Know yeah, it was that. actually. I, I did actually yeah. sit there with that. Um, yeah, with a few that that discussed it, and um, yeah, and look, Johnny Beer was there as well. So yeah, he's part of that, and um, probably a little disappointed that that's what they wanted. Um, so anyway, it's it's an ex exclusion that they wanted, and if I think if anyone in the future wants to be excluded from what the Fair Work Commission and these new powers are there for, um, maybe they'll be granted that as well. So, but it does take away the ability to to go and set up. Or, or, yeah, I guess there or is or no ask, no, no comeback, is there? No, well you can't. There's nothing. Well, they yeah. can't now put something forward to um, RTAG to get it looked at. They've exempted themselves, so um, yeah, maybe maybe the possibility of an exemption is there, but I I don't know if it can be anymore. But um, yeah, so you, I, like you think they've gone early? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's what Mike, what Mike was right, and what he said. There's there's going to be years away. There's yeah. a lot, obviously. You know, the, the boxing ring's just been formed, and it's already dividing people now mm. as we sit. Yeah, so which is a, which is a shame, and I I don't know if someone could could answer that better for us today. But like I said, the way it was explained to me was that that's that's what they wanted. They didn't want to be included in in being able to go to a commission and ask for uh, orders to be made on their industry. So, yeah. 
and and maybe there's a good point to that because they they believe that what what they get now is is far better. So, and and if they they do have that and they can continue to get that, well, I, I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've um, I don't I don't know if the whole industry can can actually separate themselves like that. Mm. But again, it's a very specific job and. Yeah, yeah, they'll always get paid more because can't can't see how how they'll pay the 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 bog standard award to get the job done, and they'll never be charging rates that. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. what else you got there, Yogi? You still telling oh, us? Check, check, check on another Matchbox Twenty song, and we'll. Uh, oh, I don't have we'll one. See, I got a Toby Keith one though. Oh, what? GD passed away. Did hey. Did GD die? No. No. Oh, yes, oh. maybe. Anyway, we're going to play one of his songs. We'll okay. be right back, everybody. She said, I've seen you in here before. I said, I've been here a time or two. She said, hello, my name is Bobby Joe. Meet my twin sister, Betty Lou. And we're both feeling kind of wild tonight. You're the only cowboy in this place. And if you're up for a rodeo, I'll put a big Texas smile on your face. I said, girls, I ain't as good as I once was. But there was a time back in my prime when I could really lay it down. If you need some love tonight, then I might have just enough. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Still hang out with my best friend Dave. I've known him since we were kids at school. Last night he had a few shots, he got in a tight spot, hustling a game of pool with a couple of redneck boys. One great big fat biker man. I heard David yell across the room. Hey, buddy. Today, I ain't as good as I once was. My, how the years have flown. But there was a time back in my prime when I could really hold my own. If you want to fight tonight, guess those boys don't look all that. As I ever was I used to be hell on wheels Back when I was a younger man Now my body says that you can't do this, boy But my pride says, oh yes, you can I ain't as 
good as I once was. That's just a cold hard truth. <laughs> I still throw a few back, talk a little smack when I'm feeling bulletproof. So don't double dog near me now. Cause I'd have to call you. Toby Keith and as good as I once was, Yogi. What do you think about that? Uh, once you was the fact that we've got to put a United front for the whole industry. And that's, yeah, and, and I agree I agree with that. I think that's that's a big part of it, yeah. I, I wish that no one backed out of that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They, but yeah. they did. Yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. Quite honestly, I can only see it in the future being a detriment <laughs> to them, not the rest of the industry. But you're, you're exactly mm. right. That I wish no one did pull out. No, no, we've got to stand as one to, to get any change. If we want any serious changes in the industry, then we've all got to be united. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. But, yeah. And um, the previous topic regarding the um, Easters and the and the, the overnight, uh, you know, advertising for a job, the biggest problem is for any of those companies, big, small or, or in the middle, is there's no incentive for them to train anybody because the problem is no one will that you, you don't get look i'm not saying it doesn't happen but there's not a lot of loyalty shown in that particularly in that sort of game people jump ship and go elsewhere and the thing is um somebody like easters could put quite a bit of time and effort into training a bloke and then he once he's up and got his you know got his leg up sort of thing he then goes on and goes to work for one of the other overnighters or somebody else entirely or whatever and then they don't get return on their investment mm. 
And I mean, I, I was, I must admit, I was guilty of that when I was a young bloke. The first mob I worked for put a lot of time and effort into training me from scratch. And I was there for two and a half years. So, and they, they trained me from nothing, from no experience at all. And they were pretty, and it was a family business, small family business. And they were reasonably upset with me when I, when I gave notice. And to be honest, they probably had a point. Um, because, you know, and, and, and that's where if we had some sort of a scheme, like an apprenticeship type scheme for the, for this industry to teach people, but also to give the, um, the companies some financial incentive to offset the cost of training somebody, but also, you know, some sort of system where if you go on some sort of scheme, you're sort of tied to that employer for a period of time so that they can get return on their investment because otherwise why would anybody put the effort and the, and the, and the money forward to, to train anyone? So it's a hard one. I know lots of companies do and good on them, but um, I can understand. And that, and as Colette was saying, when you were talking about it, I think they've probably, it's probably exactly what's happened. They've been burnt too many times by blokes just not, yeah. Well, as I say, whatever. Probably certain parts of the role there, like the, the there is people I know that run trucks around Brisbane all day. There's there's subbies up there that run trailers around uh, local drivers that sit there and hook them up, and then someone comes in and hooks on and, and does the overnight run to, to Sydney or Melbourne or whatever. So, but it is an overnight run, and oh, so I always, yeah. always, no one had that kind of pressure to do that. No, no, um, yeah, I, I, I could not think of anything worse but, doing overnight. But I know years ago we, we'd pay, we'd pay for people. So you got to remember now we've all got B double licenses. That's <coughs> that's nearly a given now. Um, <coughs> but years ago, no, no one had that. So someone would come to you and say, "I don't have a B double license." <coughs> So you'd, you'd spend that money, you spent 1200 bucks or whatever it was then to train somebody and oh. you put them in a truck and three months later they're going to go a job with somebody else, driving a beat up. Oh. Oh. Like, well, that's good. So, you know, you do get to the point. I know at one point many years ago we had a policy that, well, we used to we used to train people to do that and um, but there was a condition on, on getting their licence that, with they left within twelve months, that they would pay for the full amount of the license. Um, yeah. So these days, I can understand that many people who want to train just don't. It, it's oh. it's not a matter of is that should or could or whatever. They just probably not not even it's a cost thing. They're just sick to death of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can imagine yeah, that's I, exactly the problem. I, I don't, I don't think Easties were talking about Easties were talking about training. They just want someone to go to work, mm. do the job, that one job at hand, prove that you can do it. And it was, it was I, I read the ad once, but I, I didn't read it again. We were a bit busy on the weekend, but mm. you know, I think that's like we can, you can end up at training, and by all means, if you train someone up to do the job, we don't have any loyalty. You know, in this game, and and that's a big shame in the trucking industry that we've lost all kind of loyalty. There's a concrete warranty, concrete driveway loyalty, that everyone jokes yeah. about. Oh, yeah, you've got a concrete driveway loyalty of the freight. Well, we we shouldn't be like that, you know. But no. it's just it's just where it's ended up, and it's, mm. 
What are we going to try? No, absolutely. the future and, and bring it all back. It's 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 catch twenty two. That's right, and changing. Yeah. Changing the perception of what the industry needs to be. Like, and one of the things is here, like, everybody expects to click a mouse, purchase this item tonight, when it's going to be delivered tomorrow. That's where the pressure comes from. So, yeah. you know, the, the pressure shouldn't come from the company that needs to deliver of it. Like, every, why have we got something on, on our websites that says, you know, 24-hour delivery? Oh. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's lambda. How? Yeah. And even, like I know here, Yogi, we can get an right. order into our shop here by 3 yeah. o'clock in the afternoon for someone that lives in Sydney or Brisbane. Um, if we pack that and take it down to the local post office here in Evans Head, I can watch that order and watch it be delivered the next day, and I'm talking 9 or 10 o'clock in, in Sydney or Brisbane. Right. That's, well, that's not much different we, we, to me throwing it in the car, yeah, and driving to Sydney. So yeah, correct. Yeah. The, the level, and I'm not won't call it efficiency, but the speed in which that sort of stuff can be delivered is phenomenal. But but that, I suppose, is where that pressure comes on that company to say, you you have to pick up out there and it's got to go to Sydney. There's no, there is no. No, well, if you get tired, go to bed. Got to go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you, you you would assume that the person that's picking up and assume makes an ass out of you and me. Mm -hmm. You would assume that nobody's running between Lismore, Ballina, Byron Bay, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up every post office, and then being in Sydney and dropping it off in the morning. You would assume that the, the job is tailored to specifically what can and can't do. So wherever you are must be on a good freight route because I know that we're anywhere from seven to 21 days delivery where we are and I'm in the West. So, yeah, we must miss the boat. And when you say you got the mail on, you want to be right if you got the mail on because sometimes mm. we don't see mail. So no one goes, no one goes past every day. I'm, I'm concerned. What I'm actually concerned with, Craig, is the ones with the clear plastic uh, pockets on the front of them seem to be quicker than the, than the postcards I get from people around the world. Yeah, right. The bills seem to be faster than the postcards. So if <laughs> someone can change that, that'd be very good. I yeah, so it doesn't take yeah. too long for the electricity bill to turn up, does it? No. Yeah. yeah. No, well, your stuff from Evans Head would most likely be going to Brisbane. Like, it'd go to Brisbane on a on a local bloke and then go no. to the Gold Coast or somewhere no. like that and then, no. then go to Sydney, would it? No, straight to Casino. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Big, big, oh, yeah. big mile centre in casino. So it, um, from yeah, there, it's, yeah. um, it's up there by 6 o'clock and it's gone by 8, 8 at yeah, night, going yeah. to either um, Brisbane or Sydney. And um, same, same with Melbourne. Stuff at Melbourne stuff goes to Sydney, then to Melbourne. Um, yeah. But it hits, it hits Sydney at, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like 5am, 6am. And, oh, and, and then it, it can be you can watch it and see it um, <clears throat> going to Melbourne by four PM that afternoon. Well, was, uh, when I when I was in unreal. when I was in uh, uh, Texas last year, I was listening to Dean Crow, the Grumpy Pete, mm. and he was talking about how set freight routes in America are guaranteed, and they need to set DCs, you know, because the freight route just works. 
mm. you know, where, where they set them up and where they run stuff out of and into. And there's a lot in that science of how a freight route works. Mm. And I think, yeah, well, if yours is casino, well, we all know casino is the epicenter of truck shows. It's the greatest truck show just quietly in the southern hemisphere. Mm. <laughs> just yeah. quiet. Did you say just quietly? Just quietly. Yeah. Once you're on the back of the audio, you, 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 I couldn't hear you because you said it take quietly. Just quietly, yeah, that's right. Just quietly. Sorry for people <laughs> that are texting in saying they can't hear me. But uh, just quietly, the greatest truck show in the Southern Hemisphere is what it says on the back of the audio. So, uh, but, but some of the way the freight works is amazing. I know with one particular company, if you send out of Evans, it goes it goes to Lismore. And if it's going to Sydney, it actually ends up in Coffs Harbour first. And it gets yeah. cha- changed over there and then back to Brisbane. Mobile used to work four years and years ago. I used to work in an uh, office supply place and we used to order... Um, uh, in cartridges for printers and and we had a we had sort of a guaranteed overnight service mm. and the way we used to do it was we we gave people till close of business to order but the cutoff was three o'clock so we used to order them out of purse mm. because when we rang up at six o'clock it was only three o'clock over there or whatever it was and so we'd order out of Perth on air freight and it would go on a and so we could ring up at, you know, like say, after we closed, we'd ring up and order what we wanted. They'd send it on a plane from Perth to Melbourne. It'd end up, it'd go on a truck, um, Star Trek or Australian Air Express or whoever it was, from Melbourne to Warnable, and we'd have it sitting on their desk at lunchtime. Yeah, unreal. In, in Warnable. Yeah, which was, yeah, which is cheating a bit, but I mean, it was, yeah, it's amazing if you, if you get the, the route right, how you can... But then you have freight, say you want freight in Mount Gambia. Well, Mount Gambia freight will generally go to Melbourne and then come down through there. You don't get a lot of freight going from Adelaide to Mount Gambia, like that sort of freight. It's generally, it generally goes by Melbourne. So it's, it's yeah, it's like saying, and for somewhere like you, Yogi and Katanning, like, yeah, there's, there's you know, certain spots where, yeah, you're going it, to, it's going to be bouncing from here to there to everywhere to get, where it needs to be, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I my mum puts the Easter cards in with the Christmas cards, and one of them will turn up for one specific holiday, <laughs> so it's all good. So yeah, I, yeah I something like that. Yeah. Who lives on a road in a place where no one will deliver to, not yep. even a mailman? That they, they yep. will drop it at somewhere that they think that they might go there and pick it up from. Yeah, <laughs> small country town, and they probably do know, but. It's, it's a bizarre system, that one, isn't it? We'll just hope, yeah, hope yeah. for the best. No, some of the couriers just won't go that far out of the way for half a dozen parcels. And they'll just turn up at the post office that might be 50 k's away and just dump the lot there on them and say, you deal with it. Yeah, but you've got, so. you got to remember, too, that most most couriers in rural areas are subcontractors to bigger ones. And yeah, that's right. A parcel yeah. delivery yeah, rate yeah, probably yeah. sits around... Anywhere between two dollars eighty and three bucks. So if they've got to go fifteen k's down a road to deliver a parcel for three, oh, bucks, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. Our our, our yeah. trucking life, our local courier is a good mate of mine. He just rings and says they're at the back door, pick them up when you're coming through. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the way yeah. when trucking life stands up, he knows it's there. Oh, I know it's there because he rings me or Amanda and says go and pick it up. Yeah. I've been so, <laughs> so they don't even deliver. That's it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, you still got it though, didn't you? 
Yeah, we still got it. We uh, haven't had a flick through the, the new one yet. So, yeah, all good. But anyway, it's all right. Right, we, we, we sort of heading up to the top of the hour. You all good there, Cameron? Yeah, thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah, no, thanks for taking me call. Yeah, no worries. Keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah I'm just I'm just in awe. I'll be having a break and then I'm going to launch it again and, yeah, go and pick up some more grain. So, yeah. Which way are you anyway, uh, North, up towards Mildura, so... Yeah. Oh, right, okay. So harvest, yeah. harvest is done over this side of the world, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all done. Yeah, we're just doing port transfers at the moment. So, yeah, no, just, okay. just the usual back on the back on the regular run sort of thing. So, just, yeah, anyway, but no, yeah. should be right. But, uh, exactly. yeah, but no, thanks for taking me call and good, keep up the good work, boys, and good to hear from you. And, yeah. No worries, mate. Was, was harvest good this year, Cameron, before you bugger off? Was uh, harvest good this year? Not really. Oh, uh, not really. Um, the northern... Okay. Northern part of the state wasn't too bad. Um, through the Wimmera yeah. and that, Horsham and Warwick-Nabeel and that sort of area was, was not too bad. Um, further south, um, popped a lot of rain during harvest and just could not could not get a go. There's guys down, like, very, very south, southern end of the thing that are still been chipping away at it and just and the quality died yeah. off. And the, the, they just they were getting two or three hours of stripping a day because if, if they were lucky and then having four days off when it rained and they just couldn't get the moisture down, it was just, yeah, pretty pretty ordinary by their standards. Um, so, yeah. But look, well, I, noticed, you know, I noticed that when we left Royce, there was some that were still standing, you know, late, yeah, yeah, late January, yeah. and you think, oh, yeah, yeah. Is, it just, is it just too we, we usually the quality or... We usually pulled up, like, down around, yeah, where you guys were around Mortlake and that sort of area where you were driving through, coming back from Croyd, yeah. Look, we'd usually have that knocked over by that weekend, by Australia Day weekend at the latest, okay. um, depending on the year. Um, but, yeah, that was, yeah, no, nah, it wasn't good this year for that just yeah, yeah so yeah no a lot of a lot of stuff fell over you know just from bit too much moisture and you know all that sort of thing and just yeah no pretty ordinary but look they'll uh they'll they'll put it all in again and go again and they might have a better one next year or they might just all go to the casino and put it on black because that's what i tell them to do <laughs> oh, I, I, I reckon they've got better odds Farmers, oh, I mean, I, I come from trucking so i understand that you buy a truck and hopefully you pay it off and work out you keep your head down but you watch yeah. farmers go. Well, look, you know, and I know like, some farmers in the northern wheat belt um, yeah. this year or last year, sorry, that were like, oh, well, it's all done. And they're talking about, you know, the 26th of August. Uh, a couple of things, yeah. all done. But anyway, all good, bud. We'll see you next year. Good luck. All right, mate. Right, <laughs> so, yeah, it's yeah. really interesting how people's farmers' views are, you know, like, oh, yeah. well, here's what it is. We'll make it happen and we'll do it all again. Yeah. I've got a I've got a mate that's got a, quite a big uh, acreage at Sejuna that he, that he crops. And I've known him for seven years. And he's had one cracking year and one sort of not too bad of a year. And the rest of the years I've known him, he's come over here to work with us because he's had nothing to do. And I just, yeah, I don't know how those blokes in those marginal areas, northern New South Wales, southern Queensland, and, you know, places like Sejuna and probably the northern parts of where you are, Yogi, up, you know, around um, Geraldton and up that, you know, that northern end of the cropping over there. I don't, the, all that marginal country, I don't know how those blokes do it, honestly. Around here, they're pretty fortunate. Most years, they get a reasonable go at it. Um, but yeah, I the boats in that marginal country. I just, like I said, I don't know how they survive. I just, I, I can't get my head around it. But Jeez, uh, anyway, they keep doing it, and thank God they do. But you know, it's right just on. yeah. All right, mate. Well, thanks for calling in. All right, thank no you. No worries. Not good to talk to you, boys. All right, have a good one. Right, oh, thank you. Yeah, bye.
So, Yogi, we do Craig, have some collect. exciting news. Coming up to the top of the hour. Top of the what hour. I'll run it there. It's only, it's, we've got 10 minutes, man. We've got heaps of time. Okay, man. man. Right, what, what would that be? The fact that there is maybe a decent roadhouse opening up on the human that's going to cook me. <clears> I'll tell people. you what. Before, oh, well. I'll tell you what, there is that exciting thing, a eh? air hub Kimber. Oh, yeah. Man, if, if there was ever anything <laughs> in the transport in industry that may lead you to be excited is what those guys are doing over there. Mm. I think they've got a, yeah. a website you can look at, airhub.com.au, maybe. E- E-Y-R-E. Yeah. So I'm not sure if people are familiar with Kimber. I know you are. Um but they, they've got a proposal that, yeah, to build quite a good, um, yeah, rest area slash services for the transport industry. So I'd love to talk more about that, and I reckon we could probably get a fella on next week to have a bit more of a chat about that. The other exciting yeah. news I had was mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. green ah. is your cactus? <laughs> ah. So, good listeners, we now have our green was my cactus and it'll be coming to you fairly scheduled for next Monday, but at the moment we're just chucking a few ad hoc ones in here. So we've had a few special ones today for Valentine's Day, but we're we're very proud to announce that we have our green with my cactus. We have have a sponsor who is over the moon to be involved with that. So that announcement will, I hope, be made next week. And and they did have this particular episode that um, <laughs> we we did listen to the other night, mate. And I think we need to play it right now, and then we'll come back. What do you, Righto. What do you reckon? Righto. 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 Tune in now, Green, with my cactus. Yeah, but we're going to just play this one. It's pretty good. Radio broadcasting legend and poet God Laws was sometimes accused of being intolerant of the gay community. He attempted to set the record straight. Here's cactus.com.au. Hello, world. This is God. And today on the God Laws show, I'd like to clear up a small misconception that I may be in some way homophobic. Oh, sure, I admit I had a go at that little bloke from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, that Carson Cressley, when he was out here to judge that fashion thing, but uh, that was only because he's American. But I called him a pompous little p***. Well, that was just a joke. (laughs) The sort of joke I make with all my gay mates, especially my gay trucking mates. Uh, There was absolutely no offence meant. And to prove it, I took yesterday afternoon off to write and record a triple CD of poetry for gay truckers. So here's a few samples off the God Laws Poetry for Gay Truckers triple CD. A guy in a pink 40-wheeler hauling hot pants down through Bulladila saw a chick thumb a ride, but he drove right on by because a Mac ain't no place for a Sheila. Yes, my friends, over three hours of pro-gay truckin' poetry. Elton knew he was out of luck. Ice on the road, no brakes on the truck. He looked in the mirror and said with a quiver, my eyebrows could sure use a pluck. Over 400 brand-new poetry classics for guys who like to drive on the wrong side of the road. Impress your Mardi Gras mates with my favourite, The Winding and Long Road. The road, it was winding and long. The cabin was starting to pong. But Bruce didn't care, cause he had right there 20 albums by Celine Dion. Keep the gay dream alive with an eternity of poems for the man's man. A thousand more miles in foul weather, and the no-dos can't hold me together. 
I'm asleep at the wheel, but thank God for young Neil who keeps tickling my cheeks with a feather. Out now, the God Laws triple CD of poetry to get your big end throbbing and your pistons pumping. So there, you see, that proves I have nothing at all against gay men. Although I'm sure they'd like me to. <laughs> you know what I mean. There you go, Yogi. <laughs> yeah, we listened to that the night, and it was just coincidental that that came out with, um, yeah, yeah, just just at the time where we were, we've got access to how green was my cactus. So. I'm very excited yeah. about this. Oh, this is Celeste, make no mistake, Lee Bain. She loves it, everybody. She's been working on this. She was a, she was a few little, ooh, ooh, look at what we got here. And the, from the other motel room the other day, look what we've got. So, yeah, so all right, when, when, when are we going to play that? We'll just chuck it in there into the mix and see what progresses. Oh, we're doing. The, the radio day. Yeah, we're, just, we're throwing a few random ones in here at the minute. Um, so we're just getting a schedule together to start probably Monday. Where you know it'll be played very same like similar time every day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I don't know if people. Um, yeah, it's it's a classic of mine. I remember listening it too when. Uh, I can remember laughing at that when just, I was a teenager. Yeah, that's a long time ago. It is a long time ago. Yeah, yep. back when we were politically correct and we we're allowed to have ham sandwiches on the bus. I remember <laughs> that. So. Today we can't in Western Australia. I did see that come up in the news. What? No ham sandwiches. Yeah, yeah ham's become a bad thing apparently in the West. So I don't know oh, how right. that's going to go. But yeah. So no more Something. ham sandwiches on the bus. No, but I remember listening to how green was my cactus mm. on the bus going yeah. to drill in the high school. It's amazing what uh, lasts the test of time, eh? It's funny. Oh, it is. Yeah. If you ca- yeah. if you don't yeah. laugh at how green was my cactus, you did not have a sense of humour. So they've got no place. Well, no, like, that's a big call, Glenn. Like, you can't, you can't pigeonhole your listeners, Glenn. Some, some people might laugh today. They might find it very funny today. You know, oh, like, it's got to put I, a smile on your you know, dial. Like, yeah, and I, I, the kids did, there's a bit of a sort of odd story, but the kids did this thing. Well, I remember riding around with Jack as a kid, riding in a car and down the back. And he's like, Dad, you used to laugh a lot when we used to drive around. And I'm like, you're right, son. I did. But sometimes... You know, it was just I was thinking about other things. You can't, well, do you want to do some donuts? And well, that'll make me laugh. Go and do some donuts. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the good fun times, though, eh? Yeah. But I do. Yeah, I remember yeah. listening to on the school bus going to, to school when they got the, the radio fixed on the big old green Bedford. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bed, yeah. Bedford buses. Yeah. They, they made buses yeah. as well. Do you know that? Bedford. Bedford. They made buses. Oh. Hmm. Well, I actually thought that's all they made. I know they made trucks, but they're more buses than trucks, is what I assumed. I didn't. Oh. I, you know, I would have thought, yeah. Don't know. That was just a oh, know, part actually. of our life to live out, of, just a bit out of town, a Cootamundra, and all we had was a Bedford bus and a couple of Bedford trucks. That was the other guest speaker we had at the conference on Saturday night, too, was CMV. Oh. It was it was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned, Shepparton, for your new building being built for DMB. Yeah. Mm. Very very good presentation on Bowl. From Miles Crawford. Yep. So mm. it is amazing to see companies that are still like have been and still around in the transport industry that 
obviously from what they do it's not just you know it's not, not just a business so they can make money they they put so much back into their communities and back into their businesses by you know offering their training packages and apprenticeships and things like that it's, it's yeah. good to see yeah they've got some good core values being being uh it was shown where the leadership has the core values and it flows on down through to the uh to the we will we did also video the whole conference white line tv videoed and they will we'll be doing short videos and popping them up on the nrfa website and facebook page so people can stay yeah. tuned for that it is yeah, uh, it is a big effort to put in by even you know guys like steve yeah steve McCarthy from yeah. white line tv that turn up on the day and and the editing and stuff that they do for the association throughout the year yeah. to help us, you know, put a few ads out and things like that. Um, you know, it's great. And it's just another show of that support from companies, individuals that is there. It's very professional, yeah. very professional. But, you know, they love doing what they do for us, which, you know, for, for me, it's it's... Yeah, quite humbling to know that these people just want to be on board for the fact of being there. It's, it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's good stuff. Yeah, good job. Mm. Good job. Good job. Anyway. Steve is good. And if you need anything, if you've got some uh, corporate stuff you want filmed from the trucking industry, Steve from White Line TV. Mm. Yeah. Well, mate, we're at the top of the hour now. We are. Special, thank special thanks to Rentco. Rentco for all your truck, trailer, and rental needs. Rent Check code. out rentco.com. Dot au. Dot au. I miss the au. Oh, oh, I miss yeah, the w. But I reckon the good listeners at nine o'clock at night are smart enough to go. I need something. I just punch that into a site, and there we are. Rentco.com. One three hundred seven three six eight two six. Yeah, give me a call. Every capital city. So. Anyway, mate, we'll be back on right, Saturday mate. night because we... Uh, who knows where I'll be Saturday night. Better see me in Melbourne tomorrow. You look, give me a two, give me a shirt, give me a holler and uh, we'll see you all, yeah, maybe Saturday night. Mm. Righto. And Yogi, if you can't be good. Be spectacular. <laughs>